Hey, what's going on, everybody? This your boy, Kelvin, back with another episode of the Kelvin Wilson Show. And first of all, once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and always listening to whatever I have to say. And I, you know me, I talk about a whole lot of stuff sometimes. You know, I dive deep into stuff, but um, mostly, well, not even mostly, but majority of the time, all the time, it is my opinion. Um, I'm not a person who is trying to like always have to go back into like the history of things, but what I want to do is just offer, like I might go into the history of things, but I'm not going too far back in the history of things, but I just want to just like give you something that, that maybe you can possibly think about. And like I said, there's some things that I say that you will not agree with. And there may be some things that you will agree with. But that's just the way of life. And media, when it comes to art and media, it's all subjective. You may like what I say. You may not like what I say. And that's fine and dandy. I have no problem with that. But um, today's subject, I'm just going to just go forth with it and just kind of present it. And just throw it out there for you guys, like I always do. So we're going to take a little pause for the calls, and we'll be right back with more The Kelvin Wilson Show. All right, y'all, so we're back. Thank y'all for tuning in again to another episode of Kelvin Wilson Show. So, like I always do, let's go into it. We all know that the media, some folks in the media do things to stir up controversy. That's a given. We already know that. But if you know what a certain media personality is like, then... Why do you have to constantly maybe defend yourself or defend somebody else that you know in order for everybody to listen to what you have to say or to give another perspective? If you know that person is not um, really with the facts or really with the integrity that you think that they have, then... All I can say to you is, I just think that certain stuff is not needed to strike back on. Also, I think that if someone is giving their critique of you, I think you have the right to be mad. You have the right to to, to voice your frustration. But I also feel that nobody is above criticism. Look, when I create when I created my short film card, like I send it to people that I knew would, would give me honest feedback. And there were some people that loved it and there were some people who liked the concept, liked the technical part, but didn't like that the acting or like 
I'm just gonna be real. Like one of my boys, like I mean, the way he broke it down was just like I just felt like you should have got somebody else instead of your friend, and and this, this, and that, and he don't know what to do, and I just think he took me out of the movie, and so his critique of my friend's performance start to me started not to feel like a critique but really just like a diss and that made me feel some kind of way and and I'm pretty sure he didn't mean it by that I'm pretty sure he, he didn't mean it by that I should say but that's how I took it and it made me feel in a way that maybe what I did and how I presented the film and how I did everything was wrong but at the end of the day I took what everybody said good or bad and will incorporate it on my next film nobody is above criticism so I don't know if you guys remember but every time Vlad TV has Lord Jamar on his show they talk about various topics but the one topic that seems to always come up is about Eminem now we all know Lord Jamar's infamous like uh quote that that gets carried throughout this day that Eminem and and white people are guests in the house of hip-hop now there are certain people who look at that and hear Lord Jamar say that and think that he is batshit crazy. And then there's other people in in the in in the in the industry or people that 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 love hip hop that agree with him. So this has been a issue throughout a couple of years. And Eminem finally responded to it on Kamikaze and Royce the Five Nine has said some stuff about it. Like every time Vlad has somebody somewhat connected to Eminem he always has them answer this question or you know shows them this clip and ask them how do they feel about it of course they're gonna feel some kind of way and DJ Vlad knows exactly what he's doing he is baiting because he knows that's gonna be the hot topic he does not know how to just leave well enough alone and again when Lord Jamar was on the show again, there was another quote that's blasted everywhere that said that, um, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically, people in the hood don't listen to Eminem. Now, you could take that however you want, right? Cause, and I even told my brother this, this uh, today. And he even said, that just depends on where you are. He was like, maybe cats in the hood in Detroit bump uh, Eminem's music. And when, he, when, when, when Lord Jamar said that, like a couple of weeks or so later, Vlad had Conway the Machine. Now, if you don't know who Conway the Machine is, Conway is a, is, is a rapper on Griselda. Him and his brother, Westside Gun, their cousin, Benny the Butcher. Griselda is just doing big things, and they also happen to be signed to Shady. So, 
when Vlad had Conway on there, he talked about, Conway talked about his life, talked about his rap career, talked about everything. Then, of course, DJ Vlad brings up the fact that, okay, you work with Eminem, you're signed to Eminem. This is what this guy has been saying about Eminem. Now, Conway laughed at the fact that Lord uh, Jamar said that white people are the guests in the house of hip-hop, right? Laughed it off, right? But when he said, Lord Jamar also said that people in the hood don't bump or don't really listen to him like that. Conway is from Buffalo, New York. And Conway even said, yeah, he's right. Like, I'm from the hood. I'm from the hood. We ain't bumping Eminem. But do you think Eminem is sitting at home like, why the black radios ain't playing me like this? Or why why people, you know, like, does he even care that we're bumping this stuff? Like, Eminem has a massive fan base who will buy anything that this dude comes out with. And so, does he even care? And then my issue with Royce the 5'9", is basically this, Royce, I know that's your boy. I know that's your boy. He's helped you. You've helped him. He's, you, you, he, you, he's helped you through your dark times. I get that. But your video, it just, it's just, I love Royce. I love Royce the 5'9". I always love Royce the 5'9". Ever since he came out, ever since I heard the song uh, Boom with produced by uh, DJ Premier, I love Royce the 5'9". But every time somebody says any little thing about Eminem, he goes into the defense because Eminem don't really say shit until an album comes out. And and I get it. That's your boy. That's your, that's your homie. I get that. It's beyond music. This, there's parts of it that's music, and then there's some parts, and I get it, but sometimes it comes off like dick riding. It comes off that way, and and a lot of people are probably looking at that. Now, there are some people who are on his side, and there are people who are just like, dude, this sounds like you got his dick in your mouth. And, and that's just the way things are these days. And and in the video, the he did was he said, oh, this is this is about lyricists. I'm sticking up for the lyricists. You didn't say anything else about any other lyricists. All you talked about was your boy M. And then you just dissed Lord Jamar and Lord Jamar's views. You, you bigged him up and everything, but you just, you disrespected him. You know, you know, that dude is, I want to say either the 5% or, or 7 or whatever and, and all this other stuff. And it was just like, I don't know. I, I just feel like people these days cannot take criticism. Yes, criticism hurts, but it also is a tool to make you get better. And if you can't get better and if you can't take criticism then what good are you? And as an artist, you should in, you should take the criticism. Yeah, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be mad at the criticism. You should take the criticism. 
and apply it to the newer stuff that you're going to come out with. That's all I'm saying. Look, at the end of the day, all I'm simply saying is you're not above critique, right? I'll push myself out here again. So I did an episode on this show called The Culture of Ism, where I talked about, you know, colorism, sexism, uh, things of that nature. And I told one of my friends about the episode that I did, and he was saying that he thought that I should do a retraction episode. But I'm not going to do a retraction episode. What I'm going to do is just state again. Now, did I misspeak on some things? Yes. This is what I misspoke on. I misspoke on the reason why um, there was uh, colorism issues in slavery. Now, the reason why a lot of um, lighter-skinned blacks were treated fairly than dark-skinned blacks was not because they were light-skinned black people. They were products of the masters of the house sleeping with uh, the women who were slaves and having babies. And because those babies had features of, of whiteness in them, they were treated better. So based so so that was um, that that was what I, I misspoke on, and I do apologize for that. Um, so that part I had to take and say, I did this wrong. So this is what I'm going to say, and this is what I'm going to uh, present. Um, but the other stuff that I said in my episode, I stand by that because. If, if we're going by systems, right? If we're going by the system and how the system affects us as a culture, as a, as a black culture, the, the system of, uh, the system that we, that we were brought into as, 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 as black people, as slaves, and how everything has affected us because the ism is a part of the system. Sexism is a part of the system. Ageism is a part of the system. Um, colorism is a part of the system, right? But, but, and even though it is a part of the system and we're not the ones that created the system, my argument was, my argument was never that we didn't create the, the system because I know we never created the system. The system was already, the system was forced on us. I'm not arguing that point. My point of, of saying was that we took the system and we've applied it to ourselves. And me and my friend D-Nick, who told me to do the retraction, he was the one that was just like, you know, like, um, and, and this is what I brought up on the show as well, like how, you know, a girl didn't, you know, girls didn't want to date me because I was fat or or like the story I told you about my, my ex-wife when we were in grade school. I didn't want to be with her because she was fat or somebody don't, or a girl doesn't want to be with a guy because he's dark skinned. 
and the kids might be dark skinned as well. There there are issues that, that happen within us as a community. That's that's the issues that I was mostly bringing up. Now I I went back a little bit in history, but I gave that that retraction as far as fair skinned black people were mixed, were mixed with uh, black and white. And because they had more of a white features, they were treated better. So that was my mistake on that. My, My commentary was never about the issue of um, what happened in the past. The only thing that I brought up in the past is how it affects us now and how we have adopted that and how we've adopted this thing where people feel like mixed race people or people who are not um, descendants of slaves, black people who are not descendants of slaves should not be able to talk about this, this, and that. But if we're taking the notice that this is the system that we're living in and because this is America and we are living in the American system, then every black person, whether or not they are a descendant of slaves or not, because of the system that we are in, we are all in the same boat. Do you think white people are saying, well, you're not a descendant of a slave, so you're fine. You're fine, uh, black person. You're fine because you're not a descendant of a slave. Now, you, you're a descendant of a slave. You're a nigger, so we don't want to hear from you. No, we are all niggers, and we all have our stories and our issues when it comes to us, regardless of if because of or regardless if, if I'm not a part of the... Uh, descendants of slaves or anything we have issues that affect all of us as African Americans because we are in this Americanized system that was my that was my that was my episode but even I had to take the criticism of that and say okay this is what I'll, I'll retract what I said on this part, but I feel like everything else I said is true. That's my opinion. My opinion is not to hurt anybody or to, to defame anybody. Now, I misspoke about the difference between light-skinned black people and, and, and dark-skinned black people, but, but I also, if you look at it, have... It has been in our media. Look at the Spike Lee's film School Days. You know, part of that movie was about two female sororities, right? Or two, see, uh, the, the females where they, there was a sect of females that were dark skinned and there was a sect of females that were light skinned and they were the wannabes and the jigaboos. And then we have Tyler Perry, who, if you look at his movies, and I remember one of my teachers telling me this in school, and I talked about this, but let me reiterate. When it came to dark-skinned black men, they were treated in Tyler Perry movies as the gruff, the, the, the evil, gruff, like men who 
you know, was just like mad about this and always mean to their women. And the light-skinned guys was the savior. So there is a there is an issue when it comes to dark-skinned black people and light-skinned black people. There's an issue, and that's all I was bringing up. So regardless of if a person is not a descendant of slaves, because we're in this system, because we are in, in, embedded in this system, we are all in the same boat. That's all I'm saying. But I had to take that criticism and I had to retract a little bit of what I said. That's the part, that's the part of criticism that I don't think everybody understands, right? Nobody understands. And, and that's all it is. Take the criticism. Yes, it will hurt. Yes, it will make you mad. Yes, you might not understand it. But you take the criticism and you apply it. You can either listen to it or you don't listen to it. But if you do listen to it, then it makes you better. If you don't listen to it, then it makes you whatever. And that's all... That's all I'm saying. Everybody is not above criticism. But we make it seem like everybody is above criticism. And nobody needs to be criticized. You need to love what I do. And if you don't love what I do, you are a hater. That's not being... That's not taking the critique well. Now, are there people that will critique you and and say... Man, that, you know, that was some lame-ass bullshit you did, whatever, like, that shit garbage. There are people that, that, that criticize who are not giving you jewels to make you better. They are just criticizing you because it's the thing to do. Now, those people you ignore. You don't always have to, 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 to say anything to them. And that goes back to the whole Voice of Five-Nine situation. It's like, Royce, we get it, bro. Like, you don't want nobody dissing Eminem. But look at it this way. Is it is it unfair? Is it unfair to say that Eminem may not get played in the hood? Is that is is that unfair to say? Or is it unfair that Eminem has had a lot of advantages that most black artists who do the same genre that he does have not had those advantages? Is is that safe to say? Because if it's not, then you let us know. Because because artists, and I'm an artist too, and I understand, but because I'm an artist and because I do the media thing as well, I understand things from both sides. Think about it like this, Royce. And I know you're probably not listening, but if you do, I just want you to understand this. If you did the things that Eminem did earlier in his career, do you think that Royce the Five Nine would have a career? If you talk about killing your baby mother, if you talk about gay people calling people fags and 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 all of this other stuff, if you did that as Royce the Five Nine. Do you think you would still have a career in this industry? You would not. 
Eminem got away with it, not only because he was doing music that is a black art form, because of the color of his skin. Do you think if Jay-Z said the same shit that he was saying about gay people, do you think Elton John and, 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 and Jay-Z would be on the same stage rocking together on a song? Like, do you think Eminem's homophobic and, and, and gay jokes, if that was done by you, if that was done by Jay-Z, if that was done by Wale, if that was done by Joe Button, if that was done by my friend D-Nick, the microphone misfit, if that was done by any black artist, do you think that they would get away with it? Absolutely not. So Eminem does have advantages. And whether you do not like the fact that people are disrespecting Eminem or critiquing Eminem does not mean he is not above criticism. You may just not like who it's coming from. You don't respect Lord Jamar. You may respect him because he's legendary and he was in a legendary group, but you don't respect his views and the things that he said. Fine. But that does not mean that there's no validity to it. And it does not mean that Eminem does not have the right to be critiqued. And that's just with criticism. You are not above criticism. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Kelvin Wilson Show. You can catch my show on all the uh, platforms that, that hold the podcast. Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, and more. And until then, uh, man, I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Thank you.